Emily. And I'm Amber, your host of Beyond the Pages, a podcast that we created in order to talk about all things books and bring you authors we love. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. We are so excited for this week's episode. We have a special guest on. Um, today we'll be chatting with author Lexi Woods. That's it, guys. <laughs> okay, Lexi, to start. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What do you do? What do you like to do? Aside from writing, of course. I actually hate writing, so. <laughs> um, I work as a, a nurse. Um, I'm an oncology nurse. And uh, when I'm not working, um, I am hanging out by the pool, honestly, because it's a million degrees um, in Texas. And other than that, I'm just like, oh, reading all the time when I have time. Um, this past, like, really, this these past four months have been insane. So I haven't gotten to read as much as I would have liked. But um, I read a lot of, I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving and stuff to work and back because it's like 45 minutes from my house. So, um, but other than that, I have a dog and two little kitties and my husband who like I told was telling y'all was upstairs playing Xbox so you know just thriving he's living his best life he really is it's so hard to be a book husband <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what inspired you to write a book um well Dr. Resident uh was inspired just because I Needed to like work through some emotional trauma um, from the hospital. And I was really into romance at the time. I mean, I'm still into romance, but uh, I was really into reading at the time. And I was like, this can't be that hard. Turns out it's actually really hard. Um, but it helped me work through like a lot of the emotions that I was experiencing in the hospital with, you know, grief and uh, death and all of those fun things. Um, but it also helped me kind of like verbalize like frustrations that I was feeling and just other things that were top of mind, um, which is kind of why it's funny when people describe the book as like my first book as a fever dream, because it is. <laughs> I don't blame them whatsoever. It really is a fever dream. Um, it was like written over, you know, 10 months of just me kind of doing it when I had the time. Um, and then... I decided to keep doing it just because of the support and feedback from people like y'all. Um, and it's been the best decision ever. I'm, um, it's a great hobby to have. And, you know, the community of people that I've met from this has just been so lovely. And a surprising number of healthcare workers that are like really love smut and like romance. and. <laughs> It's wild. What authors do you feel like have inspired you and like your writing style? You said you love to read. And so were there yeah. any that kind of stuck out to you? Well, when I first started reading Smut, like my first uh, experience, my first, like the first author that I read was T.L. Swan. And she's just one of like the OGs. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, I will read anything she writes. And then from there, I took a turn, just like you, Amber, into dark romance. Um, <laughs> And I have never been the same. Um, I don't think I could ever write it, uh, but it's 
It's so good. So my favorite dark romance author is Sadie Kincaid. She's just like one of my favorites. Okay. I haven't gotten into her yet. I'm going to Readers Take Denver in April and she's going to be there. So I was like, I need to like read some of her books. I'm going to meet her and I've heard they're so good. What ones are your favorite? Like, what do you recommend? Oh my God. I would recommend, so my favorite of hers is Lorenzo, but it's part of like a, I don't know. I lean a little bit more into like, <laughs> I prefer books that are a little bit more like BD- BDSM-y. I don't know why. Yeah. why I feel like uh, that's dark romance. Just part of it. I feel like usually. <laughs> exactly. This one, Lorenzo is like more, it's like a dom submissive mm-hmm. relationship kind of, but it also tackles uh, grief and other things. And I just think it's like really poignant writing. Um, and it's, it was a little bit different than other things that she's done in the past, but then she also has this amazing series <laughs> which is the first one I ever read. It's called um, Ryan Roll. And it's a book, it's a okay. uh, like a four or five part series where she, it, there's like four guys, two twin, one set of twin brothers. Um, and then like an older, like, you know, guy. And then it, it's great. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I would start with that. Honestly, it's phenomenal. I made my book club read it and they... <laughs> That was the only way that they got to choose, like help choose the cover for Dr. Intern was if they read the book. Yes. (laughs) That's good incentive, right? I know. And then, of course, the one person who only read like a third of it was the most vocal. I was like, you don't get a vote. Yeah, no. No, no, no. But yeah. Um, So yeah, Sadie's really good. And then honestly, I'll read anything. I've discovered, I feel like through Bookstagram, I've discovered so many indie authors and just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, traditional authors too, that I wouldn't have known about if it weren't for all y'all. Honestly, And it's amazing. The books are so good. And it's really fun to read. Um, And see y'all's edits. They're amazing. More better than others. (laughs) I love that you steal your husband's books to make content that's phenomenal uh, if they're gonna like maybe get ruined or like you know pages folded i gotta use his books not mine it's <laughs> are they just... like are they like workbooks or something no he's a reader too he reads like but he reads like graphic novels and comic books and like things like that but he has like a bunch of really hardback like special edition um, comic books <laughs> You're over here hurting his special editions. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. You know, sprayed edges, comic books, you know, whatever. Casual. Yeah. Yeah. I made my husband, or I'm making my husband read. Um, It's called Come As You Are. And it's all about female pleasure and um okay i've heard of this book (laughs) okay i would highly recommend it's also very scientific so like last night he was sitting there in his glasses i had like my ice pack on looking like a friend he was like (laughs) so the he was reading reading this book and i was like what did you learn today and he was like well um did you know that i don't even know if i can say this word but um a certain part of your body is like more stimulated when you're aroused and I was like hmm very interesting I'm, <laughs> might have to do some research yeah tell me about it yeah. <laughs> but yeah I would highly recommend it. it's really good does your husband read your books absolutely not great question 
I wish. He has um he has like a voice, a really good um like narrator's voice, and people always say that that's the first thing they notice about him. Um, when I first met him, I actually thought his voice was so annoying, and I was like, "This is a deal breaker." <laughs> but um, he uh, so I asked him, I was like, "Would you ever like do an audio book?" And he's like, "I don't think I could. I don't think I could read it with a straight face." And honestly, I don't think he could either. Because I think he would just <laughs> look at me and be like, <laughs> "Horrendous." He'd be like, wait, that was us. We, that, wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that why you wanted to do that? <laughs> uh, Wild. Speaking of, okay, so Lexi is not your real name. It's a pen name. Yeah. What is, how do you have like, I feel like you probably have like two different lives. Like 50% of the world calls you your real name and 50% calls you Lexi. How do you keep up? My tens of fans call me like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's, um, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to have like an alter ego, mostly like when I'm drinking, I just call myself Lexi or like doing something outrageous. (laughs) Lexi did that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, um, my pen name is like not that far off from my regular name. It's not like our, it's not like my name is like Sarah Smith or something like that. So it's, it's. (laughs) not hard to kind of uh go back and forth between but I only really only like my friends really like joke around with it um well the friends that know about this (laughs) (laughs) yeah if y'all had a pen name what would you name yourself I have no idea but I do know if I did write a book it would have to be under a pen name because I wouldn't want most of the people I know reading that book knowing they were my thoughts i don't know what mine would be that's a good question i have to think think about it it. yeah Yeah. we've taught amber and i have talked about uh like we're both healthcare workers too and i work with kids like there's no way i could write a book and then my kids parents pick it up and be like yeah oh like no yeah Mm -mm. There's no way. I couldn't promote it. Like, anywhere I promoted it, (laughs) like, the people who would read it would be horrified. They'd be like, oh, you wrote that? I'll read it. And then they'd be like, who are you? You can't work with my children. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. But I feel like that'd be so much fun. I don't know. But a lot of work. I don't think I have it in me now. But I feel like it's it's a far off dream. Follow your dreams, girl. Caffeine. Adderall. <laughs> Check. You're used to no sleep. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just kind of go go with it. It's so funny. When you, so you, when you wrote Dr. Resident, were you always planning on it being a series or was it maybe only going to be one book? No, yeah. Um, I knew I was going to write Dr. Intern. Well, I knew... I had, well, I had the names for all of the books, except for the last one, because I still think it's a stupid name, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is at this point. Um, But so I had all the names for the books and really truthfully, I didn't know if I was going to write Dr. Intern because um, I I, I didn't anticipate um, how vulnerable writing a book is and how like... um, emotional it was and that kind of goes back to like when we were talking about the authors um 
this maybe this was before threat. I don't know when threat. Do y'all know when threads started? Like existed. Well, I didn't join threads until like a week ago. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, and it's really cool because like people are more candid. I feel like on threads, mm. and it's like more of like a, a dialogue and community. Um, but when I wrote Doctor Resident, I wasn't. Ant- I didn't really feel like I had anyone to talk to, like about like how I was feeling or like uh, m- the emotional turmoil that I was like going through. Um, and my husband was in like Argentina because he's getting his MBA, so he was on like some school trip or something. Um, <laughs> so my mom was with me, and I was just like crying for days, oh. and I don't even know why. It was just like a very vulnerable experience, and I w- that I wasn't expecting. Um, so after the first one, I really wasn't planning on writing and writing more or continuing to write more. And sh- genuinely, genuinely, um, the only reason that I did is just because of people like you, Emily, like who encouraged me and like, uh, reached out to me and, uh, talked to me. Um, another thing that would also influence that was, uh, I reached out to Sadie Kincaid, like I was telling y'all and that literally just like random authors who was like, I was like, Hey, can you make me feel better? Um, um, and that was really nice because I think, um, you know, I think every, all authors or like any sort of creator um has gone through that like feeling of uh vulnerability but also just like feeling like you're not worthy or like you shouldn't be doing this or whatever and truthfully I don't even feel like I should be doing this because it's absurd I I (laughs) but um but uh yeah so after Dr. Resident I did not intend on I did not intend on continuing however um Claire it just kept sitting in my head. And then, and then, um, Bo, the name is just really funny. His full name is Bo Buffington. Um, and I know like everyone thinks it's really funny, <laughs> but legitimately it's, uh, my husband's best man. That's his last name. Um, <laughs> and so I changed the first name obviously, but, um, but I was like, I just feel like I have to, I have to write the story. And I'm really glad that I did. Um, because it turned out a lot better than I was anticipating. Um, and it's been a lot more fun, uh, with this release. And I feel like I'm improving (laughs) in my writing. So that's always really fun. But yeah. So for the people who haven't read these books, yeah, what kind of tell us about what the first book's about and kind of what we can expect with the second book yeah love it um the first book is follows a uh the chief surgical resident his name is parker winters um and an er nurse her name is cassidy calloway and they kind of like get off on the wrong foot he's a dick but he's really hot (laughs) um Then she gets in an accident and he like basically man- helps like manage her recovery. And it's kind of like, I don't like to use this term because I know people hate it, but it is, I mean, it is, it's like insta lust basically. Um, and then they kind of just go through, you know, healthcare. It's it. What I love about Dr. Resident is that it, 
talks a lot about like the struggles that healthcare workers face um, because it was essentially just me word vomiting all of my frustrations onto the page and then intermingling it with like smut. Um, with doctor intern, it's a lot more fluid of a book in terms of like you have I will say I'm going to back up for a second when I wrote Dr. Resident I also had no idea what a romance trope was and (laughs) that is how that went but um (laughs) but with this one with the with Dr. Intern um we have uh Parker is back in it again uh because it's a brother's best friend romance so we have um Parker's younger sister sister whose name is Claire um and I don't really uh, the beginning is kind of tough to talk about in turn I don't want to like spoil anything but essentially something happens where um Claire has to where Parker wants Bo, his best friend, to move in with Clara to, like, look after her or whatever. Um, we all know how forced proximity and a brother's best friend ends up going. <laughs> Those are the best tropes. But you can expect a lot of, I mean, it still touches on a, on a couple of, you know, healthcare-related things. Um, but... It also has um, some type 1 diabetes rep, which is really special because my mom actually has type 1 diabetes. Um, and then it all, and it's the male character who has it. It's Bo that has it. So it's kind of an interesting perspective, um, especially when you kind of intermingle it with um, being a surgical intern. But it's, um, so it has, yeah, it has, um, it has great, like, uh, it actually has tropes and a a good plot, but then it also has, you know, the spice that I think people really enjoyed from the first book and there will be parts that make you laugh. And I've been surprised that there are parts that make people cry too. I did not intend that. (laughs) You were surprised? I don't know. I have no emotion. Well, my, one of my beta readers, he's like my my big from my sorority in college she <laughs> reached out to me and she I was like this is what I'm thinking for the third book and she was like do you have to have everyone die and your someone die in every book and I was like yes <laughs> actually I do <laughs> sorry that I think about death yeah. a lot <laughs> um but no it, it's a uh, it's I wasn't ex- no I was not expecting P I wasn't expecting the reactions at all. Like I, I'm glad that you guys have enjoyed or you, you will enjoy the certain parts of it. Cause um, it was, it's a special story. It's, it's a cute one. Also, I have to give it to you. Your spice is like pretty kinky I mean, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm impressed. Emily literally messaged me and goes, Amber, you'll like the spice. It's kinky. (laughs) I mean, right? Dark romance girlies. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, I I don't know what to say about that one. (laughs) It's funny because I do feel like a lot of like contemporary romance um, is like a little less kinky in terms of like, yeah, just, just like the, the, 
the sex scenes are less, um, like have less kink exploration. Um, and as someone who enjoys, um, reading kink, but also like, uh, you know, real life, it, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it can, it can be added into contemporary romance easily. Um, you just have to think about it a little bit harder. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. What is kind of your experience writing Spice? I feel like I, if I wrote Spice, I feel like I wouldn't, like, I just think it was cringy what I was writing. You know, like, I feel like when I'm thinking about it, it's like, I don't know, when I'm reading it from someone else, I'm like, that's good. Does it bother you listening to it? No. Interesting. I don't know. I feel like writing is, um, it's not, you have to just be in the right mindset to, in the same way that you have to be in the right mindset to read it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or whatever, or watch it or whatever, however you like to partake. It's just, um, (laughs) I think, I think I just, I can, I can only write spicy scenes or like good spicy scenes if I'm in that specific mood. And I will say it is sometimes very challenging to come up with uh, synonyms for words when like, there aren't really any like for certain <laughs> things and I just feel like it's like redundant yeah but it's necessary um the spicy stuff is actually really I think easier sometimes easier to write the healthcare stuff actually is the easiest but like the <laughs> but like the spicy stuff sometimes is is pretty easy um you could do it I could see it if you read enough of it yeah I feel no like problem. I've read enough that my mind is pretty open. I've read yeah. a lot of uh, things that I never knew about. And so. Yeah. I mean, literally today I just read about nodding and I <laughs> still am like traumatized. <laughs> uh, right. Exactly. But I yeah. think that's the, that's the beauty of, of romance in general is that like it takes you through this, um, journey within yourself and like you learn what you like and don't like in Mm -hmm. a way that you um probably wouldn't have if you weren't reading I don't know that's just me oh that's Um, me for sure I have learned a lot about myself through reading I've learned about others like things that I'm like oh people like that like that's not something I'd be into but like that's cool people like that like I don't know just appreciating others and just the differences we all have it's it's interesting, but it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like when you read it, it gives you like a safe space to like explore those things. So it's not like overwhelming because you can picture yeah. whatever you're picturing. Um, whereas like sometimes if like you watch, you know, it's it's not always a great like environment. I don't know. That's just my opinion, but. I, I find that reading like kink or like reading like just like sex scenes in general is a lot more like palatable for some reason. And I think that like as women, we don't often get the chance to explore or like we're not, I don't know. We're not as, we don't have the opportunity to explore those things as much as men or like we're not, we don't talk about it or I don't really know. There's multi, multiple things, but that's, the beauty of the genre you know 
So good. Um, I will say, as someone who was lucky enough to read an arc of Dr. Intern, obviously I read Dr. Resident first. <laughs> I think both are wonderful books. And they're so different. Like, Parker, you're right. He's a dick. <laughs> but then you get Bo in the second book, who's this like golden retriever, yummy, hot, also vulnerable because of his medical condition. Oh, they're both just so yummy in their different ways. If only real life doctors were like that, <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so they're not, is what you're saying, right? I mean, none that I've met, but. <laughs> No, I mean, I think there are parts of there are parts of Parker that are very realistic. Um, yeah, and that was so. I understand people saying that he's unlikable. It's it's totally. I mean, there are parts of me that are unlikable, so I get it. Um, but he's very on par with how physicians sometimes act, so it's totally fine. <laughs> like cocky, you know. Yeah. Know it all. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, that's what makes it, I don't know. I, I I have found that it's been really fun to write medical. I have no intention of writing anything else other than medical romance. Um, I think there's like a lot of, there's a ton of stories that you can tell within healthcare um, that are really important to tell. And I don't think a lot of people, and I don't know if smut's the right genre to tell them all in, but um, but I do think that there are a lot of really important stories to tell uh, and themes that healthcare workers deal with that um, that aren't really talked about or like worked through or anything like that. And um, I think that with that has been the, one of the beautiful things that's come out of these books um, and will continue to come out of them with the next one. I think too. Um... So I, Amber and I are both healthcare workers. Um, I don't work in a hospital or I haven't during, you know, the last couple of years of my life. Um, so during the pandemic, I was not in a hospital setting. I still had to work and I still had to, you know, adapt and do a lot of things differently, but I didn't have the stress of being in a hospital and having all those restrictions and, and whatnot. But I think the fact that you brought that, like, you're right, it's a very real issue that many nurses and doctors and healthcare workers faced that was just kind of like, sorry, you chose that career, like suck it up. But you so beautifully wrote it, wrote about it. And um, I think anybody who was a healthcare worker, whether or not they worked in a hospital or not, could relate to, to the words that you wrote and probably felt the same way, but they never had a way to express it because you just had to keep going. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. it um yeah, I mean, but I think I think even if you don't work in a hospital, you worked outpatient. Like, there's still so many challenges and uh, and frustrations that um, you don't just experience inside the hospital and and social things. I mean, there's a whole slew. I could go on and on about it, but they um, but. The one thing that is really universal is that we all experience something like that is is frustrating or like traumatic or whatever and and that you take home with you and oftentimes it can be challenging to emotionally process those things or also talk about them with your uh, family or spouse or, um, you know, 
someone else. Um, so I hope that if, you know, that when people read the books, they at least feel like they're not alone because, you know, we, I hear you. Yeah. It's not all sunshines and ra- sunshine and rainbows, but yeah. no, but we still love be. what we do. Yeah. We still love what we do most days, I hope. Most days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> so with it's Midtown Memorial, right? That's the mm-hmm. like series name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that series, I guess I'll call it a series. Is there three or four books planned? Or can you tell us? I know there's three, at least, right? <laughs> there are for sure three. Okay. Um, okay. I have gotten bullied into four. Um, <laughs> Uh, the third one is, um, going to come out in August of this year. And then uh, the fourth one, I have no idea. It just depends how tired I am. (laughs) But yeah, so there will be four books in the series. Um, I think that will allow me to like work through all of the characters the way that I want them to end up. Um, and then it'll kind of close, close out that chapter. Um, I don't know if I will write more after that. I think we're just going to have to play it by ear. Um, but I am from Atlanta and not a lot of people (laughs) know that. Um, so like when people read the books who are from Atlanta, it's really funny because they'll just like message me and be like, oh, you were talking about. Publix or something like something something random um there's just like random spots in Atlanta um so it's actually really fun writing from an Atlanta perspective or like writing it the book set in Atlanta because it just kind of feels like home same with writing Bo um in Dr. Intern he was just like very much like felt like home um to me uh so it'll It'll be fun having him show back up in the next book, too, because I'm not, I just love him. <laughs> he can't go away. No, he can't go away. <laughs> but neither can Parker, so <laughs> Parker's yeah, for it. Yeah, it's fun. How do you, I feel like I, anytime I can talk to an author, I always ask them this question, but how the heck do you find time to write? When do you do it? I don't sleep. Um. <laughs> No, I have, um, I have ADHD, uh, which is funny because I didn't know I had ADHD until like a few years ago. Um, but it all makes sense now. (laughs) Um, I can't sit still or like, you know, do anything. I can't like watch TV because I just find myself like fidgeting or doing, you know, something. Um, so that's really another reason why I started writing, um, was just like to fill time and like find a a hobby that I wasn't gonna put in the graveyard of my hobbies I've done like crochet like cross stitch all these different things it's crazy like renovating the house all this stuff this one finally finally stuck um but uh yeah that's how I find the time genuinely I so I write after um I write after work usually um and then on the weekends but I also don't have kids. So if I had kids, I can not imagine how I, I don't know how people find the time when they have kids genuinely, like, and also work uh, nine to five or whatever, like a regular job and 
right. It's crazy to me. It's so impressive because it's a lot more work than I ever anticipated. <laughs> um, it's a it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's well, and especially you're self published. I mean, you have to do like your your own marketing, your own. Yeah. I mean, I there's I feel like there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff that goes into it than yeah even we understand. You know. Well, I don't even understand it. (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah, it's like, you know, you have marketing is probably one of the hardest things. Um, I haven't really said this, but um, before I was a nurse, I um, my undergrad degree actually was in um, brand management and marketing. Um, And then I went back to school to become a nurse, which is like a. I kind of wrote that into doctor intern a little bit because I was just like, hmm. um, but uh, it, it the marketing part is really hard and marketing is always changing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure y'all have seen on Instagram like all of the all of the changes. It's really hard to keep up with, um, and then to write on top of that edit. Fun fact: my first book actually was like self edited, which is so funny to me now. I just cringe a little bit um it has since been like professionally edited (laughs) um I had no idea what I was doing and that's the fun of it but I feel like I feel like because the 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 bookstagram book talk whatever community has um been so supportive like y'all didn't really care like you were still like no keep doing it you know and and that made a huge huge difference because genuinely I would I would have stopped and cried in the corner and just like delete deleted my <laughs> deleted everything goodbye <laughs> no like literally pretended that it never happened that's the beauty of a pen name you can just erase it right <laughs> yeah exactly and one day I might and I'll just have 45 copies of of all these doctor books in my house <laughs> There are worse books to have copies of. I mean, yeah, we have, we have quite the, we, we went through a phase where we went to Goodwill and like bought a bunch of books. So we have a lot of like brand books in our house, (laughs) but I have recently started buying like a lot of like, um, indie romance author books just to like support the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have in my, in my office upstairs, I just, it's all indie romance books and that's. Yeah, there are worse books to have, for sure. That's a cool way to support the community. Um, how do you feel like people can best support you as an indie author? Like, just buying your books? Like, where? I'm always curious, like, where to buy the book from to make it the best for you? Or, like, things like that? Mm-hmm. What's kind yeah. of, like, the best way to support you? Good question. Um, honestly, uh Amazon is like really great and even if you read through Kindle Unlimited I mean that stuff fluctuates um with like their payments and everything but you still get paid through Kindle Unlimited um I think for me the best way to support I'm very fortunate that I don't do this as like my full-time job or else I would literally have no money or I would have negative money (laughs) um but (laughs) Um, but for me, the, I feel like the best way to support indie authors is just by like talking to them and like promoting them and engaging with them because genuinely I feel like, um, the support and encouragement makes such a huge difference. Um, you know, like when you're, when I was sitting there last Monday 
morning at 2 a.m. trying to get the arcs out, like, after edits, I was just like, I need to do this because one of my followers, Danny, is going on a flight at 7 a.m. And I need to make sure that, like, I have it, (laughs) I have it done. Um, But I just feel like, you know, that, that alone, like, you don't even have to buy the books. Just, like, talking to us is really nice. And most, I feel like most indie authors are really responsive and friendly. Um, and appreciate it. I like that. I, I like that you guys are responsive too. <laughs> it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> it makes, so, um, Dr. Resident is already out and it's on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. Doc, Dr. Intern releases on this Friday, week, on Friday, March 1st. And it will also be on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. And there is um, a discreet and model edition of both um, that will be available on release day as well. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, Lexi, thanks for coming on and chatting with us. We, I, I adore you. And I know Amber will adore you too. She does adore you for coming on here. Um, but to everybody who hasn't read Lexi's books, I think you should. Um, and we'll just keep hyping you up. So thank you for coming on here because that helps us too. And we, I don't know, we just, you know, decided to start this podcast on a whim. And our goal is to talk to authors and to support authors. So by supporting you, you're supporting us too. So we really appreciate it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for having me. And I'm glad that uh, I finally, you know, got to see you guys' faces. Right. No, it was nice chatting with you guys. Thank you again. And thank you for the support that you guys give the indie author community. It's awesome. We love it. All right, guys, tune in next week to hear us talk about more of our <laughs> unfiltered thoughts. <laughs>